Good afternoon, my wonderful, our wonderful audience for the Kindness and Happiness Connection podcast. We are excited to bring you another episode, and today we've got an amazing power guest, the wonderful Jacqueline Way. I am Randy McNeely. I'm the kindness giver. I'm here with Dr. Elia Gorgoras, my wonderful friend and co-host, the happiness doctor. How are you doing today, Elia? Being great, and I'm excited to talk about happiness. Usually, we talk. You bring all these guests to talk about kindness. It's time to talk about a little bit of happiness. So, Jacqueline, I'm <laughs> delighted to have you on the show. <laughs> I am thrilled to be here, and happiness is like my thing. So, I'm so excited. We are going to get the chance to talk about both. And uh, Elia's got some wonderful things to share. Short and brief. Jacqueline is so concise. She's short, brief, to the point, but wonderful things to share about this amazing lady. Elia, jump right into it. All right, very good. Jacqueline Way is a dedicated world changer. I love that title. That is an awesome way to introduce yourself to our audience and to the world. Her purpose is to inspire and educate the hearts and minds of people to create a happy life in a happier world. Love it. You're just speaking my language. I can't even get through your bio without getting excited. She expresses her purpose through her charitable organization, 365 Give, created and inspired by her son. I want to hear more of the story of that for sure with a simple mission to change the world one give, one day at a time. Jacqueline, welcome to our show. So Thank you so it. much. You know, I love being here with you both because you're like the two, you two combine the perfect part of what I do in my world and my purpose here in the world. It's like happiness meets giving and we're all here together. And this is, this is what creates change. I just love it. Oh, that's awesome. Well, so... We, it wouldn't be the Kindness and Happiness Connection podcast if we didn't start out by asking you briefly to just give us a quick description of why giving and happiness or kindness and happiness are important to you, Jacqueline. Absolutely. Well, you know, Elia, um, you just brought this up and it really ties into um, what I do in the world and how I show up. And so I, I am the founder of a charity called 365 Give along with my son, Nick. Uh, and it really all started when he was three years old. I decided the most important thing for me as a parent and what I could teach my child were two things, how to show up as a compassionate, loving, happy human being. Uh, so we started a, a little project together and I decided that I was going to teach Nick how to do both of these things by uh, giving back to the world every day for 365 days. Now, my son really it started on his, on his third birthday. So this had to be so simple. A three-year-old could do it. And that's what we set out to do is I taught Nick how, the, how you could give back to animals, how you could give back to the planet, how you could give back to people. And every day in our everyday life, we would do really small acts of giving um, that connected us to our community, connected us to the planet, and connected us to animals um, in really simple ways. And that's kind of the beginning of our journey. And, and as fate has it, it has, um, you know, exploded or grown or rippled, whichever one you would like to, list, like to use, um, into a global giving movement all over the world. Wow. So, Nick, I have a son named Nick, too. Uh, and, uh, Perfect. <laughs> it's a great name. It's a, it's a great, great name. Place. It's a great name. Um, I guess the first question is, Given that this is the mental health month in the world, yes. right in October, um, how does giving help people with their mental well-being? I mean, that's a very you know specific way. There are all kinds of ways for us to feel better and to increase our mental health and wellness. Given that the world is actually suffering from a mental health crisis right now, as you know, 
I do. We have, you know, depression, anxiety, and stress is over a thousand percent. According to the UN, we have one billion people with a B suffering from mental health right now. Yeah. Um, and these are people without pre-existing conditions. So having said yeah. all that, this is this, this is where we're at right now in the world in humanity mm -hmm. across. So what are your thoughts about giving and, and uh, the impact it has on mental health? Absolutely. Well, you know, I think we're talking about this concept of well-being a lot in the world right now. People are kind of throwing that term out. And I think the starting places is helping people understand some of the key points to psychological well-being. Because I think that we talk about well-being, but people actually don't kind of know some of the pillars. And so I'm going to talk about some of the pillars that we specifically touch on that, that um, combine giving and combine happiness to your psychological well-being. And the pillars are pretty simple. Um, the pillars are, one of the pillars are, is how you feel. So that's the happiness part. The other part is, is understanding how you can control that and activating it um, within yourself and with actually within your mind. So here's the really neat tie-in with giving and your psychological well-being. Um, and I, I'm going to get a little bit brain-based with this so that people understand it. Uh, is the first thing that happens when you give, when you're either the giver or the receiver, a really neat thing happens in your body. And this is the happiness component of well-being for you. And I always call it your daily dose of happiness because honestly, it's the way that I remember it. And dose stands for four simple things. It's a reaction that happens in your body. And it's a combination of neurotransmitters and hormones. The D stands for dopamine, the O stands for oxytocin, the S stands for serotonin, and the E stands for your endorphins. And I've done a lot of research on this. I still have yet to find a way to activate all of those things all at the same time, other than giving. So for example, if you're a runner, you've heard of the runner's high before, and that's your endorphins kicking in. When you get a hug from somebody, that's oxytocin. Or when you first fall in love, those are those amazing feelings of love that just like light up the whole world. The best drugs in the world exist. Oh, oh, the yeah. best drug in the world. It's all in our bodies. This is the fun part. And serotonin actually is your happy transmitter. And Randy and I were talking about this. He's got the perfect backdrop. When you go on holidays and you're sitting in the sun and you're out just not a care in the world, you know, happiness is literally the sand in your toes that serotonin kicking in. And the last one is dopamine. Now dopamine's an interesting one uh, because you can get dopamine from fun things like sex. Uh, you can get dopamine from eating a piece of chocolate cake. But what we love about dopamine is you can get dopamine from giving back in just really small ways. So that's the first part everybody needs to understand is that when you're giving, you're actually stimulating this daily dose of happiness inside your brain and inside your body. And it, when I say it's inside your brain and body, it actually, it's neurotransmitters from your heart, neurotransmitters from, and hormones from your gut, and also in your brain. So you're literally activating your entire body when you give. Here's the other neat thing about your brain, is that you can actually activate this daily dose of happiness towards your mental or psychological well-being by using something else in your brain called your neurotransmitters or sorry, I apologize, from your mirror neurons. And most people don't, under, don't know about these mirror neurons in our brain. So here's a great example because we're all on LinkedIn and social media platforms. When we see somebody post one of those videos 
where maybe a whole community has come together and they're pulling an, a baby elephant out of a hole somewhere in Africa, or they're saving a dog that's lost down a river during a flood, or we see the fires happening and the firefighters are rescuing people everywhere. Those are your mirror neurons kicking in. So when you even watch somebody giving or doing something good in the world, your mirror neurons in your brain kick in and they actually start that daily dose of happiness. So even when you're witnessing somebody else giving, that same, those same feelings of happiness occur in your brain and body at the same time. So this is the neat thing that we're actually born with that people don't understand. So when we say you can change your mind about how you feel, you can change your brain and your entire body about how you think, what you're watching on TV or on social media, and how you go activate it in the world. And that's by getting out and giving. So that's the beautiful benefit from a non-spiritual, non-guy, you know, no, no uh, religion, no God, no nothing involved. That's how our brains and our bodies are actually built to create those feelings of happiness and how we can activate them. So we've learned that how your body does it and how you can create happiness, um, how you can think about it, how you can go and engage on it, on your social media platforms in a positive way versus the negative news that's coming up all of the time. Um, and the third one, um, of course, is, is how you're taking control. So when you consciously start making the effort to give, and when I say small ways, it can be as simple as I recycled in my house today. I picked up garbage when I was out walking. I sent somebody a note of gratitude. I put something out positive on social media. These are the small ways that you can consciously make that effort and you every day you just need to go I did it I did it I changed the way my body and my brain are acting in the world to give me feelings of happiness so it needs to be that conscious effort I think most people do it in their day on a regular basis but you have to go from it being autom automatic to a conscious effort and this only lasts for about four hours I'm gonna let you know they've actually been able to do the research and and these feelings will last for about four hours in your body and then they'll start to fade down again. So it's why we say you need to actually make it a daily practice, a daily practice like brushing your teeth, that same habit, so that you know it's like a happiness tool that you can go to this every single day to get that energy center in your body going and to activate your heart, activate your brain, activate your body to happiness. So that happiness becomes a conscious effort and you're not letting your entire day go by and you haven't even done anything purposeful to try and feel happy. And I think that's the big downfall that we're seeing right now as we're locked in in COVID, you know, the news is like, like I don't even tap into the news anymore because it's just so much negativity going on. Um, and you have to make that conscious effort. So when I get up in the morning, the first thing I do, I actually, am, and one of the things we say about giving is it can be as simple as practicing gratitude. And that's part of giving as well. Before I even lift my head up out of my bed in the morning, I start practicing gratitude just for having another day. And that can start getting all of those feelings and emotions happening. And I recommend to people that you try and find three different times in your day every day. So in the morning when you get up, so you're setting your day for happiness, around lunchtime when you're having your lunch break, make that conscious effort. And then at the end of the day, just before you go to bed, again, go back and practice 
those feelings of happiness, get the images in your mind, mind, watch positive things on social if that's what it is for you, but start building that happiness toolbox so you can effectively start changing the way that the neural circuits in your brain and body start connecting. And that's really what well-being is about is how do we change our bodies and our brains so that we're we're firing for happiness versus our default, which is stress and anxiety right now. And that's cortisol in our body. And that cortisol literally makes us sick. Um, it, it, it stops your immune response. It lowers your ability for your body to, to be immune efficient. And that's what we really need right now is we need to be dropping that cortisol, raising all of those, those dose factors that I talked about so that not only are you psychologically in a well-being place, but you're physically as strong as you can be for what you need right now. Yeah. Hey, that's all. Yeah. I mean, I mean this is like, it just like <laughs> our audience probably like, psh, their brains just Oh like, yeah, it's like, boom. <laughs> have, have you ever done a TEDx talk? I, I, I yeah, I did she one. Has. I knew I it because you have you have it so down pat. You're so good at what you say. I, I just, I feel like the, our audience just, just listened to a TEDx talk. By the well, you know what? You should go and watch this because you'll get a really good kick out of it because I'm it's- going to. It's exactly this. So the, the title of the TED Talk is How to Be Happy Every Day, It Will Change the World. I believe so, that. Yeah, everybody can go and watch that. And it's actually how our organization, 365 Give, has gone from a little local charity in Vancouver, Canada, to now a global giving um, organization. We've been so blessed. I'm so humbled um, because... Uh, and the reason I, I dive into this so deeply, we've had almost 5 million people watch that talk at this point. And the big feedback that we got and we get, and if you go and you read in the comments, it's, I can't believe I'm searching how to be happy on YouTube. Uh, I am so depressed. Um, I, I don't know how to get out of bed every day. I'm ready to commit suicide. Um, how can, you know, what can I do to create happiness in our life? And this is the reason that I've, I've really um, dug in so deep to it because the comments and feedback, the people that reach out to me around the world every day, um, they need to understand this. And that's why our mission isn't just inspiring people to give, but it's educating them on the importance of giving. Um, it gives our lives that sense of purpose. And Randy, you know this. It's, oh, yeah. It gives yeah, your life yeah. meaning. And that's actually one of the pillars of well-being is how do you create that purpose and meaning in your life? And, you know, I'm the first girl who's always listened to Oprah going, find your purpose, find your path, you know, all of those things. The great thing about giving is, is that even if you don't know the big vision of your life, you don't know your actual purpose on this planet, is giving gives your life meaning. You know that you have made an impact. And whether that's on the planet or an animal um, or people, you've made that impact and your life starts to really have that clear meaning that I'm here because I know that my living legacy, forget when you die and you leave money to a charity, your living legacy can be every day of your life and you can start to create that meaning. I'll, I'll tell you a really funny story and it's a bit ridiculous, but um, literally two days ago on Saturday, I had a stray dog run into my yard. I was out gardening and just a beautiful golden retriever came running up to me, big kisses, just the friendliest dog in the world. He had a collar on, which to me meant he had an owner, but unfortunately he had no tags, so I couldn't call anybody. 
I walked around my neighborhood for about an hour, just seeing if one of the neighbors might recognize him. I knocked on a few doors just to see if I could find this home for this dog. Um, and I couldn't, so I brought him down to our, we have an animal rescue shelter just down the street from us. I brought him there in hopes that the owners would look for him there. And as much as it broke my heart to bring him there, I know I needed to just so that the owners could connect with him. And I got word yesterday that um, literally within hours of me dropping the dog off there, he got home to his owners. I'm still so happy about that moment in my life because, you know, I just know that I did something good for that family. I know I did something good for that dog. He got back to the people that love him. I would have loved to have kept the dog myself. And my husband was like, no, don't take him in. But, you know, that little buzz that you get from little moments like that um, can last for days. And I still tell, I, I keep telling people that story because it made me so happy. I want to share that with other people to, to go, wow, I, I could, I could do that. I, you know, it's not so difficult, you know? Yeah. And I can... yeah. It's not hard every it's day. Not... We can get up and think, okay, what am I going to do today to bless somebody, to, to give kindness away? What are we going to do to lift and build and help somebody? And, you know, you think about it, if, if one act of kindness or one act of giving make such a tremendous difference. Think about if you do three or four, if you have the opportunity to, to do that, everybody can take the time to think about ways that they can, can bless other people. And it's not hard, like you said, simple, simple actions. Take the time to smile. Say you know, something one of, nice to somebody. Hey, Jacqueline, I love your smile. It looks awesome. You know, you can say things like that. Completely. And, and, and you know, something that was interesting, I just have to throw this out there and I'm gonna let you jump in, Eli, but I have to throw this out there. It's amazing how you were talking about seeing the videos of somebody rescuing a dog or seeing the videos of, I've seen the video clip of all these elephants rescuing their own young, that you know, pulling them out of a hole. As you were talking, the videos that I've watched started going through my head. <laughs> and those, I, and, I, and I'm literally sitting here getting my own fix. <laughs> Totally. As, as we're talking, because I'm thinking about those video clips and how much I really love watching those little things that inspire me and make me feel good because I know other people are doing good things. And that's your mirror neurons. And most people don't know about it. This is pretty new research, the whole mirror neuron um, piece. And uh, it's just fascinating um, to, to dig into that, to go, wow, I can literally watch something, you know, because we're watching the news that people are watching or even some of the shows. You know, wait, it's almost like you, you, you atrophy. You, you know how you look when you've sucked it's on like a sour pickle? Yeah. You know how you look when you've sucked on a sour pickle and you're just like, you're <laughs> and that's, and that's almost, that's the way the, all the negative stuff, Absolutely. that's what it does to our minds. It's like it yeah. shrivels them up shrivels our hearts yeah. anyway i think elia has got something i can tell he's That's dying right. to say something <laughs> well, I, I and and this is to to you both but uh particularly to our guests i i recently co-authored a book called seven keys to navigating a crisis the seventh key of course is kindness yes. you know it starts with self-care and self-compassion and so on and ends with giving to others and I, as i've invoked and i you know encourage people to practice kindness Believe it or not, during the pandemic, I've gotten some pushback from some people that, who are basically, Dr. Ely, are you kidding me? I'm like depressed, I'm anxious, I'm stressed, I'm drowning myself, and you're asking me to go out there and help other people? What am I, my brother's keeper? And I kind of, I push back, I'm like, no, you're not your brother's keeper, you're your sister's keeper and your mother's keeper and the homeless person down the street, because inevitably, if, if they can hear the sound of our own voices, Jacqueline, 
they're better off than somebody else somewhere in, within their extended family or circle of influence in their community, their their city, their town, their state, their country, the world somewhere. The, the kids in India in the little tiny hovels that they live in with absolutely nothing, no food, no water, not running water, not a toilet. I mean, you're always better off. And you know what? And Randy and I talk about this all the time. You know, when you say you can't go out and give, it's not about giving money. It, it's never about giving money. Literally, I say this and that giving is is literally, it can be as simple as giving love. It literally puts that feeling in motion out to the world. And it's like what Randy said, you can give a smile. You could send somebody a note of gratitude. You could be the light in somebody's day by just grabbing your phone and sending them a virtual hug. Nobody can tell me that they can't do that right now. Um, it's all possible. And what we really saw, you know, last year, um, our, we have an annual event called Do One Give Day. Um, and, and Randy was great. He participated with us. And what we said is we know we're in lockdown. And that's when the whole world was basically in lockdown, including myself with my children, homeschooling. I mean, it just kept going. But what we said is, you know, we all have that ability right now through social media. And we said, just use your social media for social good. Stop posting the crap. Everybody can post one little positive message in whatever way, whether it's an image they can download, um, it's a message that they can put that comes from their heart, that alone can touch so many people that you will never know. Because that reach, and, and this is the other cool scientific study that they've done, that ripple effect of giving that we've always talked about or people know about, yeah. is they've, they've actually measured it um, to three degrees of separation. So when I do something to give and somebody's just watching me do it, first it hits the person that's receiving the give, that's going to spread to three people. The people that might happen to witness it, it affects them. It's going to spread to three people. And it keeps spreading to three people and three people and three people. And that's how it changes the world. Because I don't think I can go, go literally solve poverty in the world. That's not my mission. But when I say I change the world, when I touch somebody else's life and I create a little shift, a little bit of happiness, give them a meal, I save uh, a worm off the sidewalk from getting trashed or, or stepped on. Any of those little things, it affects the entire world because we are all connected within one ecosystem. I know our borders are all divided and, and politics divides us and color and race and all of those things separate us, but we are all sharing one planet. And that's how we change the world when we effectively help or change one person that keeps rippling and rippling, rippling farther than you will ever know. And trust me on this one, I have people who will watch that TED talk and two years later, they show up on one of my feeds going, you changed my life. I gotta tell you what I've been doing. And I didn't even ever know. Well, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? I call it the, 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 the one twelfth or the beehive effect. You know, in my book, I talk about this, about the about bees, because they're, they're such an amazing example of collaboration and cooperation and what simple acts, one brought together, the effect that they can have. Bees only live about four to eight weeks, six to eight weeks at the most. In that six to eight, you know, honeybees do. In that, that time, they visit thousands literally thousands of flowers and they can travel thousands of miles and yet and they bring all their nectar back to the hive and it's condensed and one one bee in its lifetime will 
condense enough nectar to make one twelfth of a teaspoon of honey. One twelfth. Look what I mean, they've pollinated all over the world. But, but 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 yeah, but think about it. Yeah, they've pa pollinated thousands of flowers. Absolutely. And when you take all that 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 you get a hive of twenty to sixty thousand bees, and you collect all that nectar together, all that honey, they can produce up to eighty pounds of honey. And that that's enough to take care of the hive and to share with us and and to sweeten that I love that that they sweeten everything that they you know come in contact with and that's that's what our little acts of kindness every day and I love that what you talked about the three three degrees of separation the ripple effect we never know never know mm -hmm. what one little thing that we did might how one little thing that we did might touch somebody's heart one of the, one of the things I want to throw out there. And we all know they're, they're using the term social distancing. I, I hate that term. I really do. And the only reason I, I say that is because l l the fact is we're social animals. We love to be together. We love to, 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 we need to interact. That's, I mean, that's how we survive. We, and right now, obviously we're physically distanced because of COVID, you know, there's been a lot more physical separation and things like that. And we can't do that, but it's vital. It's it's so vital that people know that they are not alone, that they're not alone. And I want to just throw, I had the opportunity yesterday. I have a good friend of mine that their daughter was in a, a, a very tragic accident in July and hit by a drunk driver. She's ended up being, uh, had to have both of her legs amputated. She had a severed spine. And so she's uh, paralyzed from the waist down. I had the opportunity to interview them yesterday, uh, you know, for a challenge. I'm a 30 day dare to break, dare to embrace kindness challenge that I'm, uh, it's going to be starting on November and I'm re interviewing them because I, part of my challenge is I'm doing a fundraiser for them, for their daughter. The overall thing I said, how have you been able to make it through the last two months and still be, she, she is resilient. She's happy. She's smiling how uh, her and her parents how have you been able to do it and sarah's answer was i knew i was not alone my parents were there my mom and dad were there for me and then all of a sudden i start getting all these you know i had friends coming i start getting all these letters start getting all these things i, I had people all over the world on you know looking at my instagram posts that my parents were making and they were telling me about it i knew i was not alone None of us are alone, or we shouldn't be. We, we have the technology, even if we're physically distanced, we have the technology, we have the capability, just like we're doing now with Zoom and with, to get together and, and make sure that we're not alone. You know, we might have all these things that the world wants to put as dividers between us, but like you said, we're, the fact is we're all part of one race. We're part of the human race. We're all human beings. We're all in this together. Wow, that is quite a inspirational speech, my friend. <laughs> I didn't mean to just take over. I just, I couldn't, uh, Jacqueline, Jacqueline inspired me. <laughs> no, I love it. And you know, Randy, I've seen your post and that, that young woman is just, wow. I mean, you know, I would, I would never say this, that anybody, you know, this is, this is going to be her purpose in the world because oh, yeah. just seeing her, she was a light in her hospital bed, a light and you... an amazing little human being and she is going to take this challenging time in her life and she is going to fly to the stars and back. She is going to inspire the world. She's going to be a, just an, a remarkable influence on our world. And you well, tell her I said that, please. 
Oh, I will. Absolutely. You're going to love the video clips that, that are part of my challenge. Oh, you, you, you're you, <laughs> you're going to love it. Uh, we are getting towards the time where we need to wrap up. Uh, we are so blessed. So it's been so wonderful to have you as a guest on our show. Is there Elia? Uh, well, Elia, was there anything else that you wanted to ask or talk about before we jump no, right into the takeaways? I, I, I think my biggest takeaway from what you both shared is that really giving is not as difficult or it doesn't need to be overwhelming as what people think sometimes. Like you said, to pick up a phone and send a virtual hug or to physically give somebody a hug, you know, I know we're in a pandemic, or a smile or a compliment or picking up trash or practicing gratitude. These are not monumental things, but they're small things. The key, I think, to this is to be consistent, to do them daily, not not do them once a, one Sunday a it's month. It's not a one and done yeah. thing. It's not like no. give money at Christmas. <laughs> okay. It's every exactly. day. It's right. It's, you know, I've we, done my nice thing for the year. I'm done now. I can go out and be grouchy. <laughs> exactly, all the I'm time. done. <laughs> you know, we we hear this in lots of different. Um, practices, you know, you, people can just think about it. It's like exercise, right? You can't just go out for a walk one day or a run or go to the gym once. And then all of a sudden you've got this big, awesome, beautiful body, right? <laughs> it, it's go. something that you have to work at and, <laughs> and you have to build your brain muscles around it. And lots of people have heard this term, I'm sure before, but it's the great thing about it is it takes you to that present moment. It takes you to right here, right now. What am I doing right now? You're not on your to-do list. Your mind is not off wandering about a conversation you had yesterday. Your mind is not worrying about tomorrow. You're experiencing that present moment right here, right now, and just being really present wherever you are when you're consciously making that, that habit of giving. Um, and it just, it gives you that release. You know, I say it, it like releases us from our monkey minds that just never stop talking to ourselves and gives us that opportunity just to be right here and right now where we are and enjoy this, this moment. And, and they talk about that a lot with well-being and psychological well-being and practicing mindfulness. Giving is my mindful practice. It, it keeps me right here in the present moment and gets rid of all the clutter in my head. That's, that's, that's awesome. What are some two or three quick takeaways you'd like to share with our audience? You know what? I think those are the big ones is first of all, you know what? Make giving a daily practice, put it on your to-do list, like on the top of your list, make it the first thing that you do every day. You know, we all, not we all, I don't personally, but you know, people usually hop onto their phones first thing in the morning. Great. Send somebody a text, send them that virtual hug, send them, you know, right now during COVID, it's a little bit different, but, but set your day up for happiness. Don't wait till the end of the day and go, oops, I forgot. Set it up from the yeah. first moment that you wake up. Then you know you've got all the good chemicals going on in your body and you know you've reduced your stress as much as possible before you've started your day. So that would be the first thing is just set yourself up for success that way and, and make it that regular habit, you know, and, and get a list going. It's like we, we do this on our website. Um, you can go you can go see there where like have a list of like 10 to 10 go to things so that you've got it sitting on your desk and going, OK, I could do that right now. I could do that right now. I could do that right now. So you're already kind of set up for success um, by starting this. Um, the other thing is, is it's going to take us all working together to make that impact on the world right now. I want everybody to think about and when they say, well, I can't do any of that. I can't volunteer right now. I can't do this. I can't end up because of COVID. Change your mindset. And when you wash your hands, you're helping other people. When you're wearing your mask out in public, 
you're doing your, I call it your 365 give because you're keeping other people safe. So instead of this whole political thing that's going on about masks, no masks, washing your hands, just swap it around so it's not about a statement. It's about being kind and giving to other people by keeping them safe. So start just changing your mindset around uh, COVID and what you can and can't do. We're not in a lockdown from each other. We're protecting each other, but keep that social social connection as Randy talked about, which is the yeah. big one. And it, and the last thing I would say is, and, and this is the happiness part is, is happiness is exactly what you want it to be. Happiness is different for every single person on this planet, but create that happiness toolbox for yourself. It's got to include giving. It can include music. It can include funny jokes with people. It can be a planned Zoom call with your friends every Friday night for cocktail hour, but find the things in your world. For me, it's gardening, going out and connecting to my garden. I do that every time I need a little happiness hit as well, but find those things in your world so that you have your little go-to. That's like a happiness toolbox where when you're not feeling good, just go, okay, right now I'm not feeling good. I either need to take a break of some sort or stand back from my life for a minute and go, where can I get that injection of happiness? So, you know, I'll do that with my morning workouts. I got a playlist so that when I go to the gym, it's like my happy place because I've got my music playing that makes me feel good, you know, and I know I can do that at any time of the day. Look at your algorithms and what you're watching on your social channels. Go to YouTube. Make sure your algorithms are nothing but good that come up every time. So these are all the yeah. little things that we can do to make sure that happiness is coming to you as well as you're engaging with it. Because if not, you're going to get stuck in what's not good in our world. And there is so much good in our world. Oh, that's wonderful. Wow. Thank, thank you so much, Jacqueline. One last yeah. thing. If people want to get a hold of you, what's the best play, best way to do that? I know you're on LinkedIn. Yeah, I definitely. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, we have 365 Give on social, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can go to our website. Um, it's 365give.ca. You can send me a message right from there as well. And even through our TED Talk, um, my um, email is right in our TED Talk, how to be happy every day. It will change the world. You can just Google search me. I'll come up pretty easily. <laughs> Wonderful. We are so grateful to have had you on our show. I mean, really, it's so inspiring. I think the title of the show is The Science of Happiness. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I would love that. That would be, Absolutely. you know, I, and everybody needs to know this. I am not some, like... Uh, I'm not a therapist. I'm not some neuro, you know, doctor no. or anything else. <laughs> you don't need to be when that. When you way. learn about this and how it works, it just changes your entire perspective on how you show up in the world. I can be happy. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for so having much for me. joining us. We so appreciate you. And we want to thank our audience for taking the time to listen to this wonderful episode. Man, you got a real treat today listening to this amazing lady, our great friend Jacqueline Way. And stay tuned. We're going to have another great interview with a wonderful man by the name of Matthew Myers. He's the executive director for a wonderful organization called, it's called So Many Angels. Thank you so much again for joining us today. We wish you a wonderful rest of your Saturday and hope you have a marvelous weekend. Thanks again.